Welcome to the Kaibass Nation. Kayak Bass Nation is presented by Dugout Bait and Tackle. Go to dugoutfishing.com to find everything you need for your next kayak bass fishing tournament. Hope you enjoy the show. Jeff Malat, Lunch Money Lambert, Also sponsored by Revo Sunglasses. Go to Revo.com, use code KBN25 to save 25% off your next order. Revo, best lenses on earth. Also sponsored by Western Sun Vodka. Go to westernsundistillery.com and use the bottle finder to find a bottle near you. Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome to KBN Live. It is Monday night. We got Ryan on the road. Yeah. Party on the top, business on the top also with scrubs i guess all business yeah 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 uh what's up man how you doing tonight you've been working all day huh i've been working three different jobs a day man i'm about i'm about wore out yeah yeah dang that's this weekend on kentucky lake getting my teeth kicked in so uh you know trying to recover from that as we've done the last few weeks we have to touch on football which had to make you feel better over the weekend hey boy that was it right there i've been telling myself that the punishment of my fishing season was going to be rewarded in football season, and boy, has it. That was uh, that was amazing. As a Vols fan myself, uh, I couldn't be happier. Couldn't be more proud. <laughs> I'm glad you stuck with us, Jeff. It takes a lot to be that loyal to a fan base. Yeah, no. no I, uh, I made a post about that, and people were like, what the hell are you talking about? I was just kind of being sarcastic, but I was pulling for the Vols to win and beat Alabama. So. America I, was pulling for the Vols yeah. to beat Alabama. Yeah, I, I, I like uh, – things that disrupt and it's i'm tired of clemson and alabama and the same old teams being up there so that's a good cinderella story and to be honest with you i didn't i didn't think our team was that good going into it so you know the way that we've kind of especially the last couple weeks it seems like we've really kind of settled into a groove and uh i think uh i think george is probably in for a headache here in a few weeks i think i think they're gonna stub their toe a little bit on a on a hit and hooker amens i'm going for the balls all the way yeah so here we go. Uh, Kyle Long's in the comments. We don't want him to scold us. So we know this is a kayak fishing podcast, so we'll get on the, the fishing. He actually asked how your tooth was after last week. Uh, it's in a trash can somewhere. Uh, they uh, ended up getting in a little bit over their head, and they cut me uh, probably, I'd say, up to about right here. So Took I got out part of your mandible as part of the whole massive deal. Massive hole in uh, yeah, maxillary sinus, I think, is where they stopped. But, uh, yeah, it's bad news bears. Wow. Yeah, awful. Well, you look like you feel better at least. I do. I feel a million times better. Yeah. So we got folks on YouTube uh, slide in here. We got some people on Facebook. Help us out on Facebook. We always ask you over there to share this if you can. You can do it on YouTube if you have the ability to post it to the community tab there. But easy on Facebook. You just hit the share tab and boom, share it to your local group or page or whatever. It helps us out. We appreciate y'all. Regardless, those are on here now. We appreciate y'all. We're going to have a fun night tonight. We've got uh, Josh King who just won the cast state championship on beautiful Carp filled Kentucky Lake. He figured out how to bob and weave around the carp. You were in Buddy, I tell you, that place is nuts. I feel terrible for anyone fishing that. I really do. Uh, there's a bunch of people from the national championship that have been there for weeks, uh, bobbing around, hitting the carp in the head. I, I don't know. Uh, it's crazy to think you can like pre fish for a championship for like three weeks. Like that's, that's yeah, pretty wild. 
Yeah, uh, we can touch awesome. on that a little. We can touch on that championship a little bit if you want here in a minute. But uh, yeah. then the second half of the show, if you guys saw the announcement, we've got the All American Kayak Series Angler of the Year, who also won the Moyak Angler of the Year in Missouri. Which, was the, for those unfamiliar with Moyak, it's kind of the Midwest version of, of Queen City. They're they're booming right there in the Midwest. They have a big turnout every event. So, um, Chad Davison double dipped two AOIs within a week there. So. Got him on the second half of the show. So we'll continue our AOI interviews. It's going to be a good one. Um, But, yeah, we always like to talk about what went down in the kayak fishing world over the last week. And I I guess it would be fair to say there's been some major developments since our last show last Monday night after we had Drew. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that that little little pond got deep real quick. Um, So I I guess there was some kind of, you know, notification to Drew that, uh, you know, obviously that was illegal water. Uh, when there were <laughs> several obstructions between the fishing area and the main lake. Uh, so uh, from what I understand, Bass is investigating it. They have apparently a lengthy process where they, you know, really do their due diligence and, and check all the different options out, possibilities, you know, send in people to lay eyes on it themselves instead of just going you know, based off another competitor's report that could benefit from something like that. They send in kind of independent third party people to check this stuff out. So it ain't over. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what's happening. Yeah, we jumped the gun. We, we announced some AOI on here and it may not be the case at all. So we'll see what happens with with uh, with the ruling. And it's yeah. it's wild because we got into some of those rules that are in question on the show with him last week. So. You know, that's what you're called into question. Probably part of being not only an angler in these bigger tournaments, but probably one of the biggest names in the sport is you got to know, you got to know the ins and outs. Like, and I I have trouble, like, you know, I mean, you know what the rules are. They're written out. We fish, like, Hobie has very similar rules, verbiage wise. Like, you got to know when you're in the gray. Like, don't, you know, I wouldn't do something like that when so much is on the line for not only winning that tournament, but also AOI like that, that was, that's kind of a, a heavy price to pay there to be doing something like that. Yeah. Whenever you start, I mean, I don't like to ever, ever be on the borderline or in the gray gray area of things, but whenever I think I even slightly could be a simple text to the TD usually clears that up real quick. Like, Hey, oh, yeah. am I good? Am I good here? Um, you know, what's, yep. what's going on and, and that'll help a lot. So I don't and, know. And you, yeah. you were talking about, you had a conversation with a TD for Hobie about, uh, how to move your kayak and, and another cool thing, funny thing, silly thing happened this weekend. A video was posted, uh, from the Bass Pickwick event, uh, by, Travis? By, by, yeah, by Hobie's definition of the rules, once your foot touches an obstacle that you're crossing, that's you leaving like once you touch that obstacle you're portaging like you are using right. your body to access illegal water which is against the rules uh bass apparently doesn't yet have a very clear uh you know rule surrounding that on the kayak side yet i think just from the things that we saw happen in this one single tournament by some creek guys <laughs> that you're going to see a lot of rule changes out of that so good job yeah, and the discussion we made a post about once the protest was filed, and you know that that was going on, we made a post about how big of a decision is this for bass. What do you think? You know, and the thread got big. It's like two hundred comments long, but oh, yeah. you know, there's a lot of back and forth. The creek guys are like, "Hey, we should be able to do whatever the hell we want, go as far up the creek as we want." 
Uh, <laughs> the other people are like, well, no, you need to be on the actual lake that you're supposed to fish at some point in the tournament, probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know where where the rule is going to draw the line. I'm I'm for if you start at least in the main lake or towards the main lake, you know, within yeah. half a mile, a mile of the main lake, if there's a ramp up in the creek. And then yeah. you go up in the creek. If you can make it 25 miles up a creek, then by God, do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're going to have to do something like that, I think. I, I really think a lot of this silliness has has exposed um, a lot of weaknesses uh, in the rules and verbiage. Another option, you know, if you don't like fishing the main lake or near main lakes, uh, start a creek trail. Start a, a moving water trail. Start. You could call, hell, you could call it river bassing or something. I mean, if you just want to fish an entire watershed into something, like, take off but i would say for the the big trails in my opinion they probably want to keep them lake based um as that's going to be closer to big host cities that are going to pay for these tournaments they're going to have access from their media boats it's going to be much easier to secure with more eyeballs on people i mean I, to me that just makes a whole lot more sense yeah yeah for sure like you said and the main thing you just said there the host city you know what I mean? The whole city. If if you just open it up to every little stream, you could have people that never even visit within 20 miles of the whole city. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, and for sure. They're paying, they're paying for that advertisement. Um, so you guys just had the state championship. We're going to interview Josh about that. You already talked about Kentucky Lake. People know about the carp over there. But you ran Ooh. into another little interesting tidbit of info with your group over there, didn't you? With the, uh, the county, the chamber over there. Yeah, uh, I mean – we talked about like something that happened in Florida with, with, you know, some, some money changing hands or whatever. Apparently uh, there was a, the chamber, the hosting County was a little uh, disappointed in the turnout that was advertised uh, that he was going to receive for the national championship. So I think, again, we've talked about this. Uh, if you're running tournaments through these cities and stuff, it's, it's way better to, you know, shoot for an accurate number, especially if you see things trending a certain way, then overshoot. And then you've got this chamber that's upset. That's going to hurt the next guy and the next guy and the next guy. So yeah. and, be careful and, and on and that. Business 101 is under promise, over deliver, not the other way around. And that, and that you would think you would think. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I don't know that I was not shocked to hear you tell me that when you ran into the fellow over there with, you know, talking to y'all's group, but it is what it is. It'll be another obstacle for the next person that wants to go fish or host on Kentucky Lake. I, I reckon. So we'll see. I hope. I hope there's not another uh, not another entity that wants to go to Kentucky Lake. That's miserable. Is, is there any saving it? I mean, is there anything they can do? I mean, there's a lot of bait. There's a lot of bait fish in there. Uh, if you want to have a bait fish tournament, I don't know where the hell the bass are. I'm not. I mean, I'm not even joking about that. Like the the kind of, I guess. 15 inch plus category of largemouth was almost non-existent altogether. Some guys and Josh will, you know, share some info with us on that. But like, there's some good smallmouth that got caught, but it was just, uh, it was tough. You know, it was not a fun experience. I think you have to take angler experience into planning these events, just like you follow. That was miserable. Like, I, I don't know. It just, it really kind of makes your days a whole lot longer when you are on just uh you know fishless lake yeah yeah and we're hoping that that scourge doesn't make its way up down or whatever it is the tennessee river we don't want i know locks and that you know that's going to happen some but hope they can mitigate that in the other yep. uh, lakes on the chain there uh jesse howerson says drain the damn lake and start over yep. uh josh what's up y'all what's up josh richie 
Eric Eric Thompson said we don't we're not bringing on the fifth place person at the state championship. No, sorry, Eric. Uh, as pro as you are. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jessica Met says, "Hey, Ryan." It's, uh, She's from out there at our at our duck camp in Arkansas. All right, all right. We'll be uh, out there in a couple of weeks shooting some birds with Mister Frank. I got you. Good stuff. Um, we'll get Josh in here in just a second. Before we do that, we always want to shout out the sponsors. So, Dugout Bait and Tackle, I saw their name on top of that state championship banner. They're always sponsoring everything they can. Gracious so. sponsor. Thank you, thank yeah, you. Yeah, Dugout Bait and Tackle. Hit up dugoutfishing.com, and you can find what you need over there. Uh, and I'm sure they still got boats this fall. They want to turn over for the 2020, 2023 stock to come in. Yep. Um, Revo, sunglasses, best lenses on earth. I got a pair hanging right here. Uh, make sure you go to... Revo.com, KBN25, save you some money on those. And then Western Sun Vodka. Uh, you can see some bottles behind me there. Ryan usually has some strawberry on deck, but he's on the road tonight, so he didn't have it. But Yeah, I hurt myself on. Saturday night celebrating that win. I'm going <laughs> to stay yeah. off for a minute. Hey, Jeremy said we finally talking to AAKS. We've, we've had uh, Tyler and Josh on here a couple times, I think. And Yeah, we tried, to, we tried to promote that thing, buddy. We're waiting on y'all to show up. We're trying, baby. We're trying. Um, and then Western Sun, one more thing about them. If you don't know this, you can go to westernsundistillery.com and type in your zip code on the bottle finder and see where they sell it by you. So if you don't know where you can get some, it's and it's pretty affordable compared to a lot of different vodka brands. You can slide over and hit that app and uh, go get some. Find where you can buy it. So there you go. Uh, all right. What do you think? Let me get Josh. Let's do it. Bam. Another champ. Tennessee State champ. What's, What's up, up man? everybody? <clears throat> What's up, man? Not much, man. How, Not much. Uh, how does it feel? How does it feel to join the ranks of of Russ Snyder's and Craig Dyes uh, as a Tennessee state champ? Uh, you know, to be honest, I'm still really soaking it all in. And I'm really speechless on it. Uh, it's just one of those magical days, you know. Hard to explain what, what all happened. <laughs> Did uh, was there any kind of paparazzi or anything outside your house this morning when you got up to go to work? No, no, not at all. Just a bunch of just a bunch of text messages for everybody. All right. That's that's close enough, I guess. Just podcasts in the inbox. That's all you got. Yeah, 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 man. Uh, no, I know this is probably a dumb question. But I'm in Arkansas, so I don't know. There's a lot of clubs in Tennessee. So which which one of the clubs were you repping at the state championship? Tri City Kayak Anglers. All right. Where's that at? Where's that at? Uh, East Tennessee. <laughs> East it's Tennessee. East Tennessee. Okay. Yeah. I know some of the West Tennessee guys. And then, of course, I know Ryan and those guys in, in the uh, Chattanooga area, but I don't know a lot of the other clubs. So good stuff. We how got, many How many do you guys have? How many guys have, Ryan, that rep, rep at the championship? 12? I think we right? have like 11, 11, 11 clubs at this one. Yeah. Okay. There you go. And do y'all do a team thing as well? Like best club? So there is a team competition for the paddle. So it's kind of cumulative for your entire team that goes into who wins. And we have this like really nice wooden paddle and you get your club engraved on it with the year, like every year. So you pass it, pass it around. Um, you know, we always want to see KBFTN, which is like the Nashville crew. We always want to see them lose. So, <laughs> so they didn't win it again this year. So that's a victory for us all. <laughs> what's up with that is there history there uh they want i mean they've wanted a lot oh, okay. like they've wanted probably 80 percent of of available years to win it so it's just kind of a united front to make sure they don't win Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> so had you had you fished kentucky lake before josh did you know what you were getting into with that one never never i've never actually ever fished that side of uh tennessee at all what'd you uh, think 
you know, it was uh, very similar, in my opinion, to like Chickamauga a little bit as far as how shallow the lake was. But um, really, there was nothing to fish. I mean, you had sandbars, <laughs> um, yeah. sandbars, you know, little pebble banks here and there. But it was uh, it was a struggle for sure. Um, you know, throughout practice, uh, me and my dad, uh, he fished it with me and, uh, we spent five hours in one spot, only caught one fish. We had a bunch of, uh, bait fish there, yeah. um, decided to, to move locations, which was like an hour drive to the next ramp. Um, and I stumbled across a couple of small fish, um, left them alone, you know, thinking that, you know, if I needed to, I can come back and possibly catch a, a small limit there just to kind of savage the day. But, um, day one of, uh, of the event, I went to the same spot. The wind played a humongous factor into my bite. Um, I think it was a, a Southwest wind and it was mm -hmm. blowing uh, the bait fish all over, uh, this transition bank. And there was bass, white bass, drum, all schooling, uh, busting up shad and everything. And I was lucky enough to, to find a few big ones. So where you were, were you, so I'll, I'll tell you this, I was fishing like the land between the lake side. So like the, you know, North East. So that wind was just pounding where I was at. Were you a little more sheltered? Because I'll tell you, I tried to fish that main channel bank and I almost like sank my kayak, flipped a couple times. Like it was rowdy. It was three and a half, four foot rollers. So when you said that at awards, I was like, surely to God, he was not sitting in that trying to like fish a bank. I, uh, I was sitting, I was sitting yeah. that in it, but mm. it, it was just a weird setup to be honest. Cause I marked fish out in the main channel and mm. I use live scope to kind of, uh, figure out what they were and such but i mean they were so big i just assumed that they were those carp you know I didn't, I didn't really know but they were busting up shad so i knew something was was chasing something and um pretty much just threw a uh a jerk bait um crank bait lipless crank and i i found a few um the biggest thing was to keeping my my uh hobie in the in the wind facing the wind that was the yeah. biggest biggest thing on that you run a so, motor, no motor out there. No, no motor. Do y'all allow them or no? Yeah, we do. We, we do. We, he, he and I had a long conversation about motors last night. We're about to get him on the motor <laughs> train real quick. You, you get into the good fish now, Jeff. Boy, he caught some, he caught some nice small mouth there. I'm saying I went, I saw a large mouth, large mouth. Then I clicked on that 20 before I shared the screen. Mm -hmm. Bingo. Mm -hmm. Bingo. Yeah. There's the one right there. Yeah. He got them brown ones. So did you know in practice you had a you had a mix going on, Josh? No, all I caught uh, in practice were largemouth uh, and a bunch of white bass. I mean, my largemouth that I've caught were um, a twelve, a fourteen and a half, and a sixteen. Hey, a sixteen's I mean, a bit. Sixteen's a big enough there, though. <laughs> I I didn't know that at the time. I mean, I did a bunch of uh, map study and everything, and kind of got a layout of the the lake. Um, so I knew that they were kind of on some, some pebble banks, but like I said, you know, I just paid attention to the, my surrounding. I saw all those bait fishers getting busted like crazy. And, uh, I just kind of stayed in an area and just cycled back and forth for both days. 
I was in I was in an area with a bunch of bait, but there wasn't anything eating it. I mean, there was just hundreds of yards of bait and the bait were, you know, they were flicking around. I don't know what they were. We, we were talking about that earlier. They're either emerald shiners or thread fin that were, you know, kind of jumping up out of the water, but there was nothing really eating them. The carp were out in the middle, just rolling around, you know, having a great mm-hmm. time, but uh, I couldn't find anything to even eat the bait fish, much less my bait. Wow. Yeah. I, I don't know uh, how many bass or how many white bass and drum I caught. Yeah, uh, in those in that area, but it was it was a lot. I had to weed through a lot of them. I think uh, drum to bass ratio is usually about five to six to one on Kentucky Lake. It seems like so that's pretty yeah. standard practice up there. But yeah, it was crazy. It was like sharks coming out of the water. <laughs> wow, it was, it was uh, nuts. Coming from East Tennessee, Josh, did you? You know, you didn't have to fish obviously say so you hadn't fished kentucky lake before you haven't had to face that problem with the carp so maybe you did you come in with any preconceived notions about how bad that was going to be or were you not worried about it uh, how'd that play in your mind before you got there so truthfully um I, I knew all that information prior to going just from you know people talking but overall i kind of had no expectation whatsoever besides just go out and, and do what i like to do the most is, is just fish and uh i think that kind of really helped play um, a long ways, you know, taking the pressure off until, you know, I get a lot of text messages saying, Hey, you're in the lead. I was like, Oh shoot. (laughs) But yeah, yeah. It looked like, I mean, just from, from our, our standings, you know, to get over 80 inches was, was obviously doing something great to get upper eighties was, was pretty, uh, pretty nuts on that, on that body of water. I think, you know, I think you'll see, I think you'll see the national championship will probably show us a pretty good sample size of how the lake is fishing overall from end to end. But I know a lot of guys focused on creeks. Like when hearing people pre-fish, a lot, a lot, a lot of people focused on creeks and getting up those creeks. Um, I kind of had a similar mindset to you in the fact that I thought it was going to take the big smallmouth bite to win it. I didn't, I didn't think you could win it in a creek. I, I thought it would be, you know, big brown fish having to play in that one. And, and you demonstrated that point pretty well. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, my, my mindset when I went in there was to kind of treat it like Chickamauga. Of course, I didn't know exactly what Kentucky kind of held. Um, but I like fishing docks. I like flipping and everything. And when I, the first ramp we went to, uh, all those docks were out of water. And I was like, well, <laughs> uh, what am I going to do now? So it's kind of one of those deals. You just went to junk fishing and uh, just discovered, you know, that those fish were super, super finicky in a way that you almost had to be precise of where you were casting, how you were retrieving it and, and everything before you, they would bite. Our house, a lot of the guys that caught them pre-fishing caught them like Ned rigging, like just dragging a Ned rig. I caught I caught a couple on a football jig pre-fishing, but I mean it was just such a sporadic bite. I mean it would take hours between fish, and I'm like, this sucks. Like I <laughs> I said out there, I'm glad that I'm glad the Tennessee game was Saturday because I just turned the radio on <laughs> and just sat back and listened to the. I was at least enjoying that part of it. That's good stuff. Hey, you said you were using live scope, uh, live scope there, Josh. Mm-hmm. Did you use it on tournament day? You said you were using it to watch them on in practice and kind of figure out what they were doing. Did it play on tournament day, or was the wind too bad? Wind was too bad. Um, to be honest, uh, my side scan was the 
the limiting factor on that. Um, I saw the, uh, the bait ball, the bait balls you know, on the left or right of me. And I saw a bunch of, uh, fish behind them. And then the next thing I knew they were busting and then I'd, I'd throw right there and <laughs> there they were. That's crazy. Yeah. Did you run the scope at all this weekend, Ryan? Do you have yours? Oh yeah, and it was depressing. <laughs> what I, I was going to ask you both: What is that? Can you tell a distinct difference between those carp and and everything else? Is it just by sheer numbers on the live scope? Did you run into? Dude, them? they're huge. The carp are freaking huge. They're like Massive. three and a half feet long. Like, I, I mean, you know, you see, like, uh, you know, you watch the Discovery Channel, right? And they're out there. You know, what are those? The big. Uh, like jackfish or whatever that's what the carp look like man like they're out there just schooled up i went to a main channel shell bed and of uh, eagle flew down the shell bed and when that shadow would cross over the carp you would just see hundreds of carp bust off and go crazy i mean it, it's dumb it is it is insane it's crazy how big they they look on down imaging and, and live scope. i mean you can legit see their fins yeah the there ain't no question on what you're looking at like they're they're big big fish Wow. Yeah. And it, does that, you know, this, I know you guys aren't uh, marine biologists over there, but are they, are, are they competing with bait? Are those things vegetation eaters? What are they doing in there? Is that why the fish are they're, stunted? They're, they're filter feeders from what I understand. So I think when they first got into the lake, they diminished that plankton population so much yeah. that the bait fish weren't finding the plankton where they used to. And I think a lot of the bait fish moved into the creeks more you know, trying to survive. And now they're kind of adjusting to having those carp in the lake. I don't know where the bass went though. Like that's the one thing that no one can explain. I get it. The carp showed up, you know, bait fish move, whatever. They're still not, no one's catching adult bass, you know, in, in numbers on the lake that, that lake used to put out 30 bags, like all summer long. Like there's something, <laughs> something amiss there. Where'd the fish go? Are they netting those carp? I wonder if they're netting the bass too. Yeah, that's a great question. You know what I mean? They're scooping up all the good ones. They got. Um, I think it's a cat food plant or something right there, uh, just right off the lake. But yeah, they net up millions of pounds of carp and take them to that. It's cat food or dog food, whichever one's your favorite, I guess. <laughs> Insane. Um, yeah, crazy. Josh, um, unbelievable, man. State championship. What's next for you? You gonna you gonna jump out and and, and travel a little bit next year? Or are you sticking with the more local regional stuff over there? Uh, you know, I, I plan to uh, jump in and fish a little bit more of the, the Tennessee Bass Nation events. Um, I really enjoyed the couple that I fished this past year. Um, I, I branched out and fished one of the, the Hobie BOS events. And uh, not that I don't think that I'm ready for it, but, uh, you know, the entry fee is kind of uh, a little steep uh, for me on, on that, and especially with traveling and all that stuff. So I want to try and build up the, the resume first and then kind of kind of go from there, you know. Bass Nation and, and Steve-O talked, talked about that, you know, at a state championship. Like, that, the point of that is that stepping stone to, you know, fish bigger tournaments, obviously have bigger payouts, but kind of get you used to the atmosphere of, you know, multi-day events, bigger events, like trying to trying to step you up mentally to be, to be ready to hit the road. And the Hobies, a lot of times, it, it's only beneficial, I don't want to say only beneficial, but most beneficial when you're fishing multiple tournaments. So you have to kind of plan out a season really, uh, you know, on your schedule to, if you're trying to qualify for the TOC, that is, but, you know, usually you want to try to fish three or four to give yourself at least a, a shot at it. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I, I fished the uh, the Chickamauga, and I think I was like top top thirty, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was just more of an experience thing, and uh, it was it was it was a fun event for sure. Oh yeah, well for some people it was. <laughs> I remember that one. <laughs> It's part of your sacrifice for the balls, Ryan. That's all it was. Mark it up as another sacrifice. Go balls. I don't give a shit what they do next year. I'm going to try to cash some checks. <laughs> <laughs> they better win the natty this year because I ain't doing it again. <clears throat> Heupel's going to Oklahoma. Oh, whatever. Going. Ain't nobody going to Oklahoma. Not recruits, not coaches, not fans. Or win. Well, they did win. I was going to say not wins, but they did win. So there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome stuff, Josh, man. Appreciate you sliding by here and sharing your, your state championship story with us tonight, man. Ain't no problem. Thank you all for having me on here. Yeah. Hey, congrats again. What's your uh, what's your social media tag so people can go follow you? Josh is a big. He's an Insta celebrity. So okay. Y'all okay. go y'all go check out his content. Yeah. Um. King Bassing. So he got a good yeah. name. He got a good last name there to uh, to play off of. So <laughs> at that, King uh, Bassing. That, that helps at out. King oh Bassing. yeah. All right. YouTube, Instagram, the whole deal. TikTok. Yeah. Look him up. He's a man. All right, Josh. All right, appreciate you, man. All. Congrats, right, see y'all. y'all. Thank you. There we go. All right, Josh King. Good kid. Good kid there. Good kid. Good kid. I can see big things out of King Basson. I like that name. King Basson. Oh, very marketable. That's that's genius. Yeah. People that uh, can actually speak and know how to promote on social media can do things in this industry. Seriously, he kills it on Instagram. That was kind of a a little bit of a joke, but that wasn't a joke. He he kills it on the gram. Uh, We've got our next guest waiting in here. Chad, let's see if we can get him in. I know he's been patiently waiting about 10 minutes. Hey, there he is. What's up, man? Chad What's Davidson. up? How's it going, guys? Living Good. the dream, buddy. Living the dream. I, I, I messaged Chad when I saw he won AOI a few weeks ago and said we were going to start this AOI series and to kind of be looking for the invite. And I was able to slide in there and get him this weekend. Um, so, yeah, man, congrats. Double AOIs for you. And, and thanks for coming on the show tonight. I'm glad to do it, man. It's been an amazing year. It's It's been uh, a goal, I guess, something to, that I've kind of aspired to be on your all show ever since I started oh boy. fishing a couple of years ago. So I'm, I'm, I'm knocking all the goals right off my list. Good job, man. Where are I'm you pretty, based out of? I'm in Columbia, Missouri, about uh, an hour and 15 minutes, uh, just north of Lake of the Ozarks. So okay. I've got a uh, table rocks about three and a half hours. We got a bunch of other, good Missouri lakes nearby. Yeah. See, Chad sacrificed his football team to win AOI with the all American series, <laughs> the Missouri Tigers. So he did the opposite. Hey, of they, you, Ryan. Dude, they about knocked off Georgia, son. I was, I was chairing my ass off for Missouri a couple weeks ago. That was a disappointment. Yeah. That was uh, weird. For me too. I want to see Georgia fall flat on yeah, the face. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, the Midwest, I guess KBN, uh, the draw of KBN live is strong in the Midwest. How about that? He's been wanting Absolutely. to come on the show, right? Um, and yeah, like AKS, you know, they're still trying to grow, but Moyak is huge. You won both AOIs. We'll, we'll, I guess we can talk about both those things. Josh Booth, as you guys probably know, runs both of those trails. Um, but yeah, let's start with all American series, man. This was, you know, they kind of branched out and grew a little fast this year. They went to some lakes far from the really far. I say far from the Midwest. They went all the way up to St. Clair, down into Texas, down in Kentucky Arkansas. Lake. Yeah. Kentucky Lake. What, what'd you think yeah. of the series overall? And when they're, blueprint for uh, growing it this year i mean for me it's a it's a really great series i mean because it's kind of uh i'm kind of right in the middle of where all the events are i mean i didn't make it to some of the further events uh 
like St. Clair ended up just being too far with my schedule at that time. Um, I missed the first event uh, down in Texas, Texas at Palestine because it, it kind of conflicted with the Bassmaster uh, National Championship, which I, I fished earlier this year. So I, I, I ended up fishing five of the 10 events, but, um, you know, fortunate to have a number of them within a six or eight hour drive. Um, I fished uh, uh, Kentucky Lake, Table Rock, uh, Lake Okaboji, um, uh, went up to La Crosse, that was a big one. And, uh, and I fished uh, Bull Shoals. Um, so pretty good mixture of lakes. What was your, what was the number for AOI? Is it, was it five event? Uh, your best four. Best four. Okay. All right. So you had a bonus, you had a call, a call finish I there. Then I had too. it, I kind of had it, uh, had it wrapped up probably before Bull Shoals, but then I ended up winning Bull Shoals. And, and so that, uh, just kind of was icing on the cake, but, um, but it, there was a n number of uh, number of really good anglers in the series, so I, I was pretty proud of that. Do yeah, you like gonna... Bull Shoals or Table Rock better? Well, I'd only this was only my second time going to Bull Shoals. There's only one right um, answer, Chad. I, I, think think carefully. That's why I asked the question. <laughs> and I, I fished Table Rock, you know, almost the the entire my entire life that I've been fishing. So um, Table Rock's always been my favorite, but I got to say. Uh, I had a great time at Bull Shoals this year. All right. I'm trying to make sure Jeff's telling us the truth and not setting hey. us up for some more mess out there. Chad and I uh, traded some messages about Bull Shoals, and I gave him a little bit of information that I had uh, way before the tournament took place, and he used none of it. None <laughs> of it. Way before the tournament took place. <laughs> he, he used none of that information to win the tournament. So good on Heck you, Chad, yeah. for not, not listening to me whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good at, at uh, not listening to Doc Talk. Yeah. Yeah. That probably helps out more, more than it hurts. I'd say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love both shoals, man. I, I've all, I love table rock too, though. So I'm hoping that uh bass Bassmaster or Hobie or somebody legit comes to one of those lakes at some point. Um, in the next I mean, year both shoals is a, is an awesome kayak lake. And I mean, it, it's, it's full of fish and, and it gets like relatively a low amount of pressure and a, and a lot, it's such a big lake. And it seems like the tournaments, the bass boat tournaments I've seen all take off from like down near the dam. So if you fish on a couple on the upper end of the lake, most of the time, I think bass boats don't make it that far. And uh, so you got a lot of unpressured water up there. It's so big. There's just tons of water and it's full of fish. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if we had a spring tournament there, I think people would have a blast. All this flooded buck brush for miles and miles and, and uh, you know, all three species being in there, it'd be, it'd be fun. Uh, but we'll see. Um, so on your AOI list there, what was your favorite event? Like which one like sticks out as like, man, I'm so proud of how I did in this one to, to lock down. That um, I mean, I, I had, gosh, I had three second places, a win and a seventh and, and every one of them was fun. Some were, were harder than others, but probably if I had to pick one that I was most proud of, it, it would probably be lacrosse because there was so much weight put on that tournament. The way they did it this year, they were trying to really build it up and, and get some big numbers up there to lacrosse. And so they did, they called it like a mid-season championship and it was worth one and a half points. So at that point I had three second place finishes, but if I would have bombed at lacrosse, it would have completely ruined my chances for Angler of the Year. 
So it was a huge amount of pressure. I'd only been up there one time before. And uh, I know a lot of the guys that fish the All-American Series are from that area, like up in uh, Iowa and Wisconsin. And so a lot of local knowledge for some of those guys. So I knew I had my hands full. And just to come out of there with a, I think I got seventh out of 70. Uh, it, it was just enough points to keep my, keep, keep me in the lead for AOI. And, uh, you know, if, if I would have just finished like 12th instead of seventh, I probably wouldn't have won AOI. So that, that was huge. And, and, and just to figure something out to have a good finish, that was a big deal. Yeah. And I'm looking at second place in AOI is Mr. Lacrosse himself. Jeremiah Burrish. So you had to have yeah. a good finish just to keep pace with him up there, right? Absolutely. Him and Tyler both did really well at lacrosse. I think they were both in the top three, I believe. Yeah. So, um, you know, that 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 one tournament kind of decided your year for Angler of the Year. So I just was happy to come out of it and, and basically survive. And lacrosse is a fishery that doesn't really have a lot of variability in fish size on the upper end, like it's not like you're gonna catch like a 23 or 24 to, to give you some, you know, some wiggle room or a huge call, right? I mean, they're they're pretty much all uh, relatively cookie cutter as far as uh, adult keepers go. Yeah, and it, this was a three day event. So you had to, uh, you had to, you didn't wanna get behind because you wouldn't be able to catch up. So yep. uh, you definitely had to go out and catch them every day. The cross is a fun place, but it, like you said, Ryan, it's there's a lot of 16 to 18 inch fish up there, but there's not a lot above that. So the guys that can find a couple of those, boy, it's it's all the difference. So, uh, Coon King Bob wants to know how long it took you to paddle that autopilot upstream back to the landing when he saw you at the cross. Kill a battery or did it break? What happened there? Uh, I was seriously uh, concerned about my battery. I I've got an 80 amp hour oh. uh, amp lithium that. Um, I've never even come close to, to draining it, but I, I decided to like try and really cover a bunch of water. And I, I got, I, I put in at Goose Island and I ended up way out by the main river channel and went way, uh, downstream. And then the tournament ended and I had to get back to the ramp and I had to go upstream the whole way. And I, and all of a sudden I realized I was on like 20% battery and I had like, I don't know, it was like probably up three or four miles to go in into a really stiff current. And uh, so I was literally uh, paddling with my motor trying to, to conserve as much battery and get, I got back to the ramp, still had battery. I mean, it was, I've got a battery meter and it was down to like just a couple percent, but oh, it was boy. still going. So, um, but yeah, there was a bunch of guys that were already back at the campground and I'm, I'm sitting there paddling into the current trying to, with my motor trying to get back to the ramp. So I, I was, I was coming up with like a, a plan B and a plan C if I had to ditch it and get somebody to go get my truck or something. Just lock down to little rock all the way back. You'd be all right. Just go with the, go with the current. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And wow. th th those autopilots, as, as most of you know, they do not paddle well. So no, they're uh, big suckers. it was, big a, it was suckers. a really scary thought. Uh, I had a lacrosse story like that, except that's when I first got an autopilot and I had a lead acid battery in it and lost my paddle and almost killed the battery. And I was really panicking, but I, but I trickled back to the ramp I, uh, and just barely made it. Thank God. And I had my, my, uh, PDL on the, on the trailer, but, uh, yeah, it was quite Old trusty. Old trusty. Um, yeah, man. Tell us about, uh, we, we asked this with the other AOIs we had on 
like your your secret sauce? What's the key to being consistent for the year uh, to win something like this? Because winning AOI, we said it before, it's hard. Whether it's a local AOI cool. or or a big tournament like this, it's hard. It's hard to win AOI. Well, I mean, I, I feel like probably the, the foundation of my success is I, I fished bass boat tournaments for about twenty five years, and uh, and so I have a lot of experience tournament fishing. And I made the transition into to kayak fishing two years ago, and when I got that that autopilot, it, it I, I can fish out of it. I mean, just like I fish out of a bass boat with the trolling motor, and I can stand up, which is is huge for me. And so I, I feel like having all the experience um, is a huge thing. Um, I'm I'm pretty good at at uh, you know f finding some water, and then I've always been one to kind of milk an area. So you know that just lends itself like to kayak fishing, and. Uh, and so, and, and just being versatile, I mean, I, I pretty much am, uh, am, am known to use just about any technique. In fact, I, like, I got 16 rods rigged up right now. I'm going to Table Rock this weekend, and I just don't know what rods I'm going to end up using, so I'm taking a bunch. But um, I, I feel comfortable doing a lot of different things, and if I can, if I can get onto a, an area that's got fish and, and figure out how to make them bite, you know, then then it, things can happen. What are your three, if you had to pick three, your three favorite techniques to travel around, like what are your three kind of go-to techniques? If you can only take three rods, what, what are you going to have tied on? Um, well, I'm going to have a top water most of the time, uh, assuming it's not winter or something, but um, uh, I've, I've had a great year on the, the Crockett Gator head knocker buzz bait this year. And, uh, it's accounted for a lot of big fish for me. I, I caught uh, big bass, uh, at, uh, bull shoals on it. In fact, I got a great video on my Instagram channel of the catch and, uh, it's a pretty cool video, but, um, I mean, I love covering water with, uh, with the buzz bait. So, so that's definitely one. Um, and then, it's kind of a toss up between like a jackhammer and a square bill, but, um, but I really like throwing the little, uh, like a small square bill, like a BX Brad or a Fritz side five or something like that. I mean, I can always get bites on that. It seems like, um, and then, you know, you gotta have, uh, you gotta have a bottom bait. Um, I've got a rig that's kind of, kind of a secret rig, but not really a secret. Show us, but it's, Nobody's watching it's, to show us. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 it's nothing fancy. It's basically a mojo rig. I take a rubber peg and peg a quarter ounce weight, uh, about a foot or 16 inches above, uh, a couple different creature baits I like to throw. And, um, you know, I can drag that around and then, and then if, if I'm going to, if I come up to a good piece of cover where I want to flip it in there, I can just slide the weight down and it's like a Texas rig, pitch it in there. And then if, if I'm like trying to cover water again, I can just slide the weight back down and just cast it out and drag it around, you know, and, and that's, that's, that's always been a really good technique for me. So, I mean, I think with those, those three things, I could probably do a lot of damage. You did a lot of damage. Oh, yeah. You proved that. I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And not only did you win the all American series, man, you won Moyak. So tell everybody a little bit about Moyak that, that series 
in itself is hard to win AOI because they have huge turnouts and you know a lot of talent, a lot of the same faces that I see on this AOI list for all American series are fishing that Missouri trail too. Yeah, I mean it Moyak is full of hammers. We've got we got two two guys that are qualified for the TOC this year, uh, Brandon Prince and uh and McNasty, Richie uh McMichael and uh you know we've there's a whole laundry list of of guys that you know Lance Burris and Troy Inky and uh, Brian Hillman and Jeremy Mitchell and just I mean the, the list goes on these guys that have done well at the, at the national level so um, pretty stiff competition we averaged 80 boats a tournament this year for uh, seven events so um, it's not like it's a, it's small we've got a couple hundred members and um, and we get some good numbers I think we had over 150 boats at Table Rock uh, this spring so some some good numbers uh, great events uh, Josh does a heck of a job. And, uh, so, you know, I, I, I almost feel like winning Mo Yak is almost a bigger accomplishment than the all American series. I mean, they're both huge. And uh, I came really close last year in AOI my first year in Mo Yak and, uh, Dorman Huey beat me out by one point. So I, I lost by one point. And then in the all American series, I, I finished in the top five and was just, probably four or five spots from uh, like places in any given event from winning AOI and the, the All-Americans. So I was making a run at it last year and I finally got it all put together this year. And, you know, Moyak does something that I, I wish we would do here in Arkansas. There's, there's too many clubs, I think, to, to pull it off. But they basically go statewide, man, or at least the southern half of the state. They don't just stick around. I mean, Josh is in outside of Branson there, south of Springfield, wherever he's at. He's in Joplin, uh, yeah. He's in Joplin now? Why did I think he was in, in Branson to begin with? Maybe I'm crazy about that. Eric Hansen, the guy that started the club, was in Branson. That's why. Oh, that's uh, right. He was in Branson. But the events range from east to west. They're not just around Joplin, you know. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's we, a statewide it, trail. A lot, of tra- a lot of states don't do that. You have these local clubs that just stick to – like, I don't know how far out you guys go, Ryan, but you probably don't go to Kentucky Lake for your, your local trail event, right? No, Del Hollow, we'll, we, we've done events on Del Hollow. We've done events down in Georgia, but we pretty much just stay between Chickamauga, Nickajack, Gunnersville, that area. I got you. Yeah, so you guys got that statewide trail. That makes it even a little bit harder because so you, you can't just run out after work and pre-fish all these lakes. You got to you know plan for it. Yeah, I'm kind of a little bit at a disadvantage or uh, – a lot of the tournaments are down in the southern part of the state. So like Table Rock's three and a half, four hour drive, Bull Shoals, about four hours. Um, some of the lakes are two and a half, three hours. And so some of the guys that live around Springfield and stuff are a lot closer uh, to, to most of those lakes. But I mean, it's not three or four hours isn't too bad. So I can't complain. Got a question here, Bob Coon King, as Ryan called him. Uh, he, he he's asking how that head knocker compares to a cavatron, if you've ever used a cavatron. I I don't know if I ever did use a cavatron. Is, is that like one that had like holes in the blade or something like that? Yes. Um, seems like that bubbles a lot, if I remember right. But um, I don't really have a lot of experience with it. I just know uh, I've, I've actually uh, I've got a head knocker here with the new. Uh, called the x toad it's a new trailer they've got that actually integrates a slot for the trailer hook so it holds it in place and everything uh but basically the head knocker it just 
you know, you adjust the wire. If you don't want it to knock against the head, if you want it more silent, you can bend it up. Or if you want it to beat against the head, you, it, it, uh, you just bend it down to where it beats against the head. And, um, it makes, uh, I mean, like I said, if you check out that video that, uh, on my Instagram, it's at Chad A. Davison on Instagram. Um, it's a reel that I did and, and it's, um, you know, it shows it's, you can hear the sound of the buzz bait really well. And I think that sound is pretty critical. It seems like almost always, even if it's slick, calm, they want that blade beating against the head, making that, that tinny like tinking sound. And it, uh, I mean, they just, they devour it. So it, this, this buzz bait has been around for decades. Um, in fact, we, we just saw a video the other day that with like Edwin, Edwin Evers and, and, and he was throwing one. I mean, he wasn't promoting it, but it was obviously a head knocker that he had on. So, um, the, it's a proven bait. Do you put them, uh, do you put them in front of a fan and let the blade spin for hours? Like you see people posting videos all the time. I've seen people do that. Um, I just throw it, you know? Yeah. I That's mean, I just use it. It, it, it. Yeah. And I mean, it gets that squeak too, but really to me, it's like that sound of the, the blade beating against the head. And I mean, and, and it's, you know, if you really want to get, get uh, really specific, like different blades, like the gold blade has a different sound than the tin blade beating against the head. So hmm. you might think it's the color of the blade making a difference, but it, it could actually be like the sound of the blade is different because it's a different material. And uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of little things um, like the, the half ounce has, has an actual, uh, I don't know if you can see that, but it, that's a line through blade. The, the, uh, the wire actually starts on one side of the head and, and goes through the middle and it, it creates a little bit more of a uh, um, tighter spin. And then like the three quarter ounce has a uh, has an offset blade. All of the blade is, or it, all of the wire is on one side of the blade and that gives the blade more of a wobble. And so, you know, at times if you, if it's like really windy or something like that, then it can, can give even more action something ryan, weird going on there i know ryan. ryan went into like some deep voice crazy like darth vader voice um he's leaving and coming back um so we had some more questions luke Arian, our resident smart aleck said do you use any berkeley baits we see those behind you there so i'm assuming yeah, that's I, it big scent guy so like the max scent or i'm a pretty big believer in those baits yeah and then levi schneider asked about swing head on table rock he thought he's the only one throwing it. Caught a bunch of walleye with it. You like swing head? I'm a big swing head thrower. I I love the swing head. Um, Crocagator's got their own swing head called an instigator, and I I caught a lot of my fish at Lacrosse fishing riprap uh, with a uh, Z Craw Junior on uh, on a swing head, and you know just you, you know basically you fish it like a crankbait. Yeah. Um, cast it out. I like. Ideally, if the fish are kind of in that four to eight foot zone, it was what works best for me. You let it go to the bottom and you just reel it fast enough to keep hitting the rocks on the bottom and uh, it'll just load up. And I, I love it. I, whenever I can, I, uh, it's one of my, my baits that I like to throw. Um, the, the table rock, sometimes you have to fish it deeper, maybe use a lighter line and 
try and get it down deeper sometimes and drag it around but yeah uh chris marks he said ryan went to parliament funk i don't know uh, what happened there i was just sitting here like enjoying the buzz bait conversation and then my screen froze it went to the deepest voice you've ever heard like we were like in you know you know when they black people's face out so you can't see them and they have this voice disguiser that's what it sounded like i like, like job of the hut yeah, like, yeah all right okay okay uh so chris asked he said congrats on your season are you fit are you branching out and fishing any national stuff next year any more yeah, national um, stuff i guess aks would be considered pseudo national regional i it's like semi-national um i i did fish uh the Bassmaster national championship this spring and then i also fished the uh the Bassmaster uh kayak event at grand lake um earlier this year and was lucky enough to get a top five there and qualified to fish the 23 national championship so i'm excited about that and i'm really anxious to see what bass is going to do with the schedule and you know they're you know a new tournament director and 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 maybe making some changes to make it more inviting for people i'm i'm really excited to see that and uh and i'm hoping to maybe fish more of those next year I kind of would like to fish some Hobies too, but um, I just love my autopilot too much. And um, I just don't <laughs> like, I don't like fishing sitting down. So that's a big problem for me. I did buy a, I did buy an Old Town Salty uh, PDL uh, not too long ago to fish some of the rivers around here. And I'm kind of playing with the idea if maybe there's a, a Hobie or two that that uh would work into my schedule maybe i could fish them out of that so um definitely wanting to to branch out more into like bassmaster and possibly some hobie events uh in the future just kind of depends on the schedule and how everything works out good stuff man there like you said there's so many guys on that that midwest list of of hammers that really don't travel a lot outside of the region and it's probably the same. You can say the same thing on the East Coast or or in the Southeast with Tennessee and Alabama and stuff. Guys that don't travel much, they could really do some damage. You're one of those guys in the Midwest. So we'll, we'll hopefully we'll see you out there on the road. Knocking me down a few more spots in the standings, Ryan. <laughs> There's always yeah, so Josh, many spots to go, so you should be in good shape. I know. Damn. Josh has been giving me a hard time about uh, we're fishing some lakes uh, next year in the All-American Series. I have uh, alligators, and I've never fished around alligators. and. I always thought that might be something I'd have to deal with in Florida, but evidently you got them down there in in the uh, southern part of Arkansas and stuff too. So um, I don't know. I he keeps sending me videos and posting videos and tagging me of, of gators jumping in boats and stuff. Nah, so. they ain't gonna hurt you. Hey, there he goes again, Ryan. You all right? Yeah, I'm good. You went, <laughs> you went dark. You went dark on us. Can you hear me? You, okay. Yeah, now you sound alright though. I just um, put my I just put my uh, headphones up and it popped up some weird screen i'm so sorry this is my first time <laughs> hey i'll tell you that uh conway event they're going to have next year is going to be a, a big and some big fish will be caught there chad they'll, you'll have fun at that one and there are some gators in conway too but they're few and far between you, won't, you probably won't see any um somebody asked about the big bass 250 you fishing that coming up on lake of the ozarks i forgot about that that's i forgot that we had that guy on here and even talked about it and i forgot he that made a post up. uh last week uh promoting it i saw a little a promo vid yeah, it's Jonathan that made the made the comment. He's yeah. uh, he's helping run that, and uh, I'm definitely fishing it. I mean, Lake of the Ozarks is like an hour and fifteen minutes away, and my dad's actually got a 
got a, a place on the lake so there's like no reason for me not to go fish it it's uh um it was, it's kind of ironic lake the ozarks is one of the lakes i've fished uh the most and probably it was definitely my worst finish last year but um but i also had i've had some wins there too so yeah. um I'm, I'm looking forward to it i'm hoping they get the numbers where they want them uh, i think there's about 40 or so signed up right now so they got a ways to go before they get to the 250 but i would imagine knowing how kayak anglers are they're all waiting until the last minute to sign up so you got a um, solid 50 or 60 sitting on, sitting there waiting until Friday, probably the Friday. Of the event. Yeah. It, it's going to be a good event. No matter what, they got a bunch of kayaks to give away. And I think I saw they had like a power pole and, and all kinds of giveaways and stuff. So it sounds like your chances of walking away with something pretty big for just the giveaways is a, is a pretty good, pretty good possibility. I forgot about that. I need to get out the glide baits and just drive up there for, and see what happens. You know what I mean? There's a, there's a million docks. I can throw glide baits around, right? Jed. oh yeah lake of the ozarks is awesome in november i mean the bite really starts to pick up they hit top water uh buzz baits and <coughs> whopper ploppers and spooks and uh spinner baits and and all that stuff starts to come into play uh in november so and you know big jigs and uh skipping around docks and it it, it could be a lot of fun confirmed today guaranteed 10k for big bass wow awesome. that's awesome Pretty pretty impressive yep it's going to be huge it's replied to bob yes there's gators in felsenthal it's basically the border of louisiana so there's gators there um yeah good stuff um yeah i don't know i, I need to put that on the calendar and see if i can make it to that that big bass 250 because that's not too far from me either it's only a couple hours up the road get it so, so good stuff uh, Ryan, you got anything else for Chad for let him slide out here, man? Wrap this thing I up don't before think, you go you know, dark thanks again. Thanks for su supporting us and always being being involved with KBN. We appreciate it. And congrats on uh, on the huge year, man. That's awesome. I really appreciate it. It's been fun, and uh, I hope to do something else to get back on here. <laughs> you will. Can't wait. Yeah. Appreciate you, Chad. See you guys. There we go, man. What a show, Ryan. What a show. What a show. Uh, what we a always show. like doing, you know, we always have the national tournament winners and things like that on here. I love having more regional stuff and state champs and, and these other AOIs. So we're going to keep doing that in the off season. At There's some point. There's a lot point, more to kayak fishing than just yeah. the, the two big national trails. And we swear at some point we're getting this new bass tournament director on here at some point. Well, uh, if they announce their tournament director as fast as they investigate. <laughs> We're in trouble. It's going to be a while. They have to send two bass boats up somewhere else to confirm the tournament direction. They, they're they actually, they no, they sent two P-Rogues to uh, paddle uh, to his home, which is landlocked. So it's taking a minute. Fun, fun stuff. Uh, all right, man. Hey, and you know what? Two weeks from now, I don't know if you realize this, but a Monday night is Halloween night. Oh, so oh. We, may, we may need to throw together a little uh revo giveaway slash costume, costume extravaganza yeah, yeah let's do that so if you're watching or listening to this later plan on that but yeah we'll wrap this thing up tonight yeah anything else man? limit limit your uh body paint exposure uh i'll ask that in advance <laughs> i've already got a good idea for my own costume I'm ready. I'm ready. all right all right yeah but anyway all right man well we'll wrap this thing up anything else before we go that's it. Let's go. Go balls. Go balls. <laughs>